Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. If you were a little bird looking down the main street of the town where Liz Cooper lives, you'd see a strange sight right about now. Cars are pulling out of the way, pedestrians are scurrying to the curb, dogs and small children are cowering against the buildings. For coming down the street is an automobile with Liz Cooper at the wheel. She signals for a left turn and goes straight ahead. Uh, now she's making another signal. I, I don't know what that means. Oh, she's waving at George, who is waiting in front of the bank. Now she pulls over to the curb and comes to a gentle stop. Hi, George. I'm here. So I see. Say, I didn't do a bad parking job, did I? No. Only two wheels are up on the sidewalk. <laughs> well, come on. We're late and it's my fault. Get in. I can't. Why not? The front wheel is on my foot. Oh. <laughs> it is not. Now, come on. I'm sorry I'm late, dear. Were you waiting long? No. Just a few hours. Oh, you're so funny. Liz, what was the idea of signaling a left turn and then going straight? Well, I was going around the block, so I'd be headed the right way, but I changed my mind. You should have a special signal of your own, which means, as you were, I changed my mind. Why can't you make a decision and stick to it, Liz? I do. Oh, sure. I'll bet I know why you were late. You couldn't decide which dress to put on. No, Smarty. I put on the first dress I took out of the closet. Well, then why were you late? I didn't like the way it looked, so I changed it. <laughs> I thought so. Oh, Liz, I don't think you've ever gone through with anything you've started. Why do you change your mind so much? I don't. There's a perfectly logical explanation. I'm a woman and you're a man. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> now, let's not fight, George. Where are we meeting the Atterbury's for dinner? The green room. We can't go to the green room. Why not? I'm wearing my blue dress. I'll clash. <laughs> We're going there. They're waiting for us. Well, I don't want to go there. What stoop decided on the green room anyway? You did. Oh. Oh, we're in luck. There's a parking space. Uh, you can pull in right there. Okay. Oh, there's a closer one up the street. I'll go over there. This is where I came in. Take this one, Liz. Finish one thing you start. George, this one up here is much closer to... Oh, it's a fire plug. No. Well, I'll back up and take that first one. Oh, look, someone's sneaking into that place. I saw it first. Liz, will you please make up your mind and do something with the car? Okay, dear. Now why are you getting out? Oh, I just made up my mind what to do with the car. I'm going to let you park it. Oh, there they are. You Iris, Mr. Atterbury. I hope they're not angry about waiting. Hiya, folks. Hello, Liz. Hello, George, boy. Hello, George. Hello, Liz, girl. Well, I'm sorry we're late. Well, let's get some menus in order. I wonder what's good. Try the roast beef. It was delicious. You, you've eaten already? No, he's fooling. Ha ha, Rudolph. Now shut up. <laughs> I'm hungry. Well, let's get a 
waiter. Here comes one. Uh, may we have a... Uh, um, oh, well, here's another one. Waiter, are you the... Uh, hmm. Well, I'll get this one. I'll lay three to one. Uh, waiter, if you don't mind, we'd like some... Uh, uh... Reminds me of an inscription I once saw on a waiter's tombstone. It said, St. Peter finally caught his eye. Waiter, I won't miss. Waiter. Yes? We'd like some menu. Well, let go of my tails and I'll get you some. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, look. Some people are leaving that table by the window. If we move over there, we can have a view while we're eating. Remember what I told you, Liz. Uh, this table is fine. Oh, come on, George. You'd like to move, wouldn't you, Iris? Well, I... You'd like to, wouldn't you, Mr. Atterbury? Well, I... See, George, it's three to one. (laughs) But our stuff is already here. Well, we'll take it with us. Iris, you carry the butter plate. Uh... Mr. Atterbury, the napkins. George, here, you take the water glasses, and I'll carry the silver. Hurry up. Someone else is heading for it. Oh, good. We beat them. Everybody pass the things around now. Here's a plate of water, Iris. Hand me a glass of butter. Has everyone everything they need? Yes, I have three knives. I beat you. I have a full house. Three forks and a pair of spoons. You'd, uh, you'd better call the waiter. He's looking under the other table for us. Over here. Sorry, this isn't my table. Oh, come on. Wait on us. All right. Here's the menu. Let's see. Oh, everything looks so good. I'll have the... Um... Um... um. Sorry, we're all out of... Um... Very amusing. I'll have the roast beef. Yeah, one roast beef. Uh, what would you like, Iris? I think I'll try the lamb chops. Yeah, one lamb chop. George, what looks good to you? Lamb chops, huh? Oh, that sounds good. And they're not fattening either. Waiter, change mine to lamb chops, please. Yes, ma'am. Two lamb chops. That's two for each of us. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I don't want too much fat on them, but I like them thick. Hey, would you like me to trot the lamb by? <laughs> you can pick out the chops you want. Well, Liz, don't make a scene. Well, uh, go ahead, George. You order. Uh, I'd like the uh, sirloin steak. Yes, sir. One sirloin steak. How would you like it? Uh, rare and thick and juicy. Right. And you, sir? Well, I think I'll have a Gee, nice... Gee, George, uh... you made that steak sound so tasty and... Yeah, how would you like it, madam? Well, medium or rare? Rare. <laughs> I'd like the pork chop. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, uh, what would you like to drink? I... You order last. <laughs> Coffee. Coffee for me, too. Milk. And what would you like, madam? Pork chops, huh? Oh, no. Uh, would it be too much trouble to change my order? Why, no. Whatever gave you that idea? Well, I think I'd like pork chops. Yes, ma'am. Well, why don't you write it down? I wrote it down for you when he ordered it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, let's see if I've got this straight. Lamb chops for you, a steak for you, pork chops for you, and a new eraser for me. Uh, 
Y- you know, with all this talk about pork chops, they sound sort of... Mm. Quiet, Iris. We've had enough changing of minds. Yeah, I'll get the appetizers while you fight it out. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Liz? Well, I couldn't help it, George. Everything everyone else ordered sounded so just ginger peachy. Yeah. Fine thing. Everyone's staring at us. Who is? That couple right there. The ones eating fried chicken? Yes. <laughs> My, doesn't that chicken look good? I think I'll... You wouldn't dare. <laughs> now, forget it. Oh, who wants pork chops? You'll eat them if I have to give them to you intravenously. (laughs) Some fun. Go out to dinner and can't even choose what you want to eat. I think it's a... (laughs) Bless you. What's the matter? Are you catching cold? Yes, there's a draft here from this window. Oh, well, here, change seats with me. No, that won't do any good. There's an empty table over behind those potted pines. Stand by for another troop movement. Sit down, Liz. We're staying here. I'm afraid we're making a scene. Do you want me to catch my death of cold, George? I'm not staying at this table. Yeah, here we are. Shrimp cocktail. Stand up, right, George. The waiter. <laughs> now, aren't you ashamed of yourself sneaking up behind me and hitting me with a tray? <laughs> I've never been so humiliated in my life. The Atterbury's probably won't ever go to dinner with us again. I'm sorry, George. I guess it was my fault. Everybody seems to think so. Poor Mr. Atterbury. With shrimp cocktails all over him. He sure looks silly. (laughs) Well, you didn't help any trying to pull that shrimp off his face. All I know was his nose. Put cocktail sauce on your nose and see what it looks like. All right, all right. His nose looks like a shrimp without cocktail sauce. Liz, this has been a very tiring evening. Girl, we'd most like to trade for Marilyn Monroe. She certainly gets around, doesn't she? Is she working these days? No, she had a good job at the dairy daughter as a milkmaid, but she had to quit. Too hard on her feet. Her feet? All that walking. Walking? It was all on account of her hairdo, daughter. Oh. Bessie wears one of them horse's tail hairdos, and them nearsighted milkmen kept throwing a harness onto her. <laughs> milking cows all day, but she got tired making that route every night. I'll tell you, said hello, kid. So long, Yeah, kid. tell her that. No, okay, okay. Well, here we are, Molly. Our first stop on the road to fame and fortune. Come on, Fitzy. Wow. Oh, my. Aren't these nice offices? Well, Natch, when I buy into an outfit, I go first class. You watch me operate, kiddo, if you want to see a big typhoon in action. Pardon me, sis Yes, sir Good afternoon You may announce me to the president, sis I'm Stockholder McGee I just bought into the company this morning And I'm not too happy with the way it's being run Well, I'm sorry, sir But uh, Mr. Anderson is out right now Our uh, vice president, Mr. Weatherhead, is in If you'd care to talk to him All right, all right, I'll talk to him 
Send me in. Oh, uh... Yes, sir. Uh, uh, just be seated. I'll ring him. Mr. Weatherhead, uh, there's a new stockholder out here to see you. Yes, he bought into the company this morning. Uh, Mr. McGee, he sounds pretty important. Let's sit I... over here, dearie. Here's some nice magazines. Oh, what are they? Well, here's the motorman's journal. Oh, yeah. There's the conductor's digest. Mm-hmm. Here's the July issue of True Streetcar Confessions. <laughs> and there's Dr. Gamble. Where? Just getting out of the elevator. Oh. Hello, Doctor. Well, hi, Molly. And good day to you, Drip Lip. <laughs> hi, Cheeseburger. What brings you two down here? You got some old transfers to cash in, sonny boy? No, himself here just invested some money in the company, Doctor. Oh. Yep, and I want to see what I bought, Fatso. I want to take a gander at every last streetcar personal. That's what I want to do. Yes. He has a desire named Streetcar. <laughs> Don't you get it, boys? There was a play called A Streetcar Named... Ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> No. Well, that's odd. It's the sort of thing you always do. <laughs> I thought it was very good, Molly. Well, thank it's you, wonderful. Doctor. It's great. It's the funniest one of those I ever heard. Oh, cut it out. Laughing <laughs> 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 gas. <laughs> what are you doing down here? Well, I just made a report on a woman driver I treated today. She hit a streetcar. Oh, oh my. Was she hurt? Oh, uh, not a bit. The only damage was to her car. It was a sedan when it hit the trolley and a coupe when it bounced back. Forgot to put her foot on the brake, did she? No, she forgot to take her eyes off a hat in the Bontown window and went through a traffic light. Claimed she got confused. The light was red, but the hat was green. Well, maybe they ought to put nothing but red hats in that window, Doctor. Boy, that'll be worse with all them women drivers lined up waiting for the hats to change. Well, it certainly was heartbreaking to see that woman weeping. Oh, I thought you said she wasn't hurt. Well, only her feelings. While we were prying her out of the car, some other woman bought the hat. Oh, too bad. Better run now. See you later. Goodbye, Doctor. So long, Pastor. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here comes the guy, kiddo. Uh, this is the gentleman, Mr. Weathered, and Mr. McGee. How do you do, Mr. McGee? I'm Mr. Weatherhead, the vice president. Our president is out at the moment, but if there's anything I can do... We just I... dropped in to look over our property, son. Molly, Mr. Featherhead is one of the men who... <laughs> one of the men who run our company for us. Isn't that nice? My husband just bought into the company today, Mr. Featherbed. Uh, and... <laughs> Leatherhead, Molly. Mr. Leatherhead, any talk, perhaps? We that... just wanted to look it over, bud. I got quite a few suggestions... Seems I can think of them. Well, I'll, uh, I'll be happy to show you around, sir. Are, uh, are uh, you from the East? Why'd you ask that? Well, I, uh, Mr. Anderson and I did hear that the Chase National Bank was disposing of its block of stock in the company, and I thought you might have agreed. Oh, well, we won't discuss that now, son. Any dealings between me and the Chase National Bank are strictly, uh... Fictitious, uh, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. I understand, Mr. McGee. Yes, sir. Uh, Now then, what would you like to see? Nickel fares again. (laughs) The first thing I want you to do is fire one of your conductors for me. A fellow named Goffer Lazimurk, I think it is. Uh, Yes, sir, yes. Uh, Make a note of that, Miss Nielsen. Now, you and I will get along fine, bud, as long as nobody shows me any respect. That conductor was very annoying. Is not the man fired, sir? 
No, I've, I've changed my mind about that. I'm glad. If we fire him, we'll have to give him two weeks' pay. Right? Right. Have him shot. <laughs> now, lead on, Pebblehead, and we'll look things over. Now, what I'm... So you just keep moving right along, Leatherhead. We'll follow. We want to see all of it. Yes, sir. Down this way. You see, Bud, my plan is purely to make money. Buy stocks here, run it up, and sell it, and buy some other... St- hey, this is interesting. What's that, Mr. McGee? I suppose your crews use a lot of explosives. Blasting powder and stuff when they're building tracks, huh? Mm, well, uh, not a great deal. Why? Oh, I see you got a special room there to store the powder in. It says right there on the door, powder... Oh, uh-huh, let's walk down this way, dearie. <laughs> oh, look at these offices here. Yes, yes, let's look at these offices here. Yes, let's look at these offices here. <laughs> Where does this door there go to? Uh, the car barn, Mr. McGee. Oh. This door leads us out onto a balcony above the workshops, you see, and then... Oh, oh my. Look at all the streetcars down there, McGee. Yeah, my God. Yeah, we're rather proud of our new car barn, Mr. McGee. Well. The cars are moved in and out of the shed electrically by a remote control from the switchboard up here, you see. Oh, boy, that must be fun. You mean you can make the cars down there go without anybody in them? Yes, yes. I'm not too familiar with just how it works, but... Mr. Uh... Weatherhead. Mr. Weatherhead. Telephone, please. Oh, excuse me. I'll have to get back to my office for a minute. If you'll just wait here, I'll hurry back. Oh, don't hurry. Don't hurry. <laughs> we'll amuse ourselves. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Look at them switches, Mom. Now, don't touch them, McGee. Let's not get into anything. I won't hurt anything. I'll just pull one switch. Anything happening? Yes. Huh? See that streetcar right below us moving out toward the street? Look at it. Oh, ain't that wonderful. Watch me bring it back now. Uh, uh, which switch was it? This one? No, no. Huh? No. What's the matter? You started another one now. Bring it back. Oh. Hey, my gosh, this is kind of confusing. Hey, they're all moving. Cut it off, McGee. You ain't huh? This one? No, that's the sprinkler system. Well, which one? Right? Oh. Anybody after us, dearie? No, not so far. Come on. Duck in here. Oh, phew. Hey, this is a pretty swell office, kiddo. Oh, look what it says on the desk there. Mr. Anderson, president. Uh-huh. This is where I wanted to come in the first place. Ah, we'll just sit right here till the president of this outfit shows up, And kiddo. wherever he is, it shouldn't take long. When he hears some more of my ideas and puts them into effect, stock in this company will go up, we'll sell. He don't sit at the man's desk. He won't like that. What are you doing? I'm just looking at these buttons. What are they for? You just ring for whoever you want. Let me see. It says VP, bookkeeping, traffic, Eloise, stockroom. Eloise? <laughs> Wonder who that is. Let's try that one. Yes, Tatticons. Did Popsy ring? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been his daughter. Yes. 
Uh, look, dearie, I don't think we ought to be in here like this. The president What might... do you mean? As a stockholder in this company, we... Oh, you're the stockholder I've been hearing so much about, eh? Yep, stockholder McGee, bud. If you want to see the president, wait outside, because I'm personal... I am the president. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, have a cigar, bud. <laughs> Molly, hand him his humidor off the table. Never there. mind. Oh. Now, this is my wife, Rez. Molly, this is the president. How do you do, I'm sure? How do you do? Mr. McGee. I just left the car barn. Certainly was a mess, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I, I, I think we ought to reach an understanding here, Mr. McGee. I realize you've just acquired a block of stock. Yep, just bought it today, bud, for an investment, of course. Uh, may I ask just how large a block of stock you control, Mr. McGee? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a pretty personal question. I realize it is, but if I'm going to stay here, I must know just who controls the company. Um, a thousand shares? Oh, no. <laughs> Five thousand? Ha! <laughs> Ten thousand? <laughs> Twenty thousand? Show him your certificate, dearie. There you are. One share! Is this, is this all? One share of stock? You saw it. <laughs> One share makes me a stockholder, so... What did you pay for it, stockholder? A hundred bucks. I'll give you two hundred for it. Two? Two hundred bucks? Just like that? Sold. Here's your money. Heavenly days, that's wonderful. Now, you are no longer a stockholder, right? Right. Then get out of my office! Oh. Get out! Get out! Hey, hey, hey. stop shoving! We'll get... Hey! <laughs> boy, oh boy, how's that for a quick profit, Molly? Amazing. Doubled your money in one day. Yes, sir. I told you that's the way to make dough, kiddo. Buy stock. Well, come on, let's hurry. Where are we going? Back to the bank. I can buy two shares this time. <laughs> we'll make a print. Hello. Oh, I thought we were cut off. So that's what happened, Doctor. I came on home, but McGee bought two more shares of stock at the bank and went back down to the transit company. How's that, Doctor? McGee, he wants to talk to you a minute. Oh, I can't talk now, Molly. My lips all swole up. <laughs> Poor darling. He'll call you, Doctor. Good night. Good night, all. This is Orson Welles, speaking from London. The Black Museum. A repository of death. Yes, here in the grim stone structure on the Thames, which houses Scotland Yard, is a warehouse of homicide. Where everyday objects, a kitchen knife, a roller skate, a violin string, all are touched by murder. There's a 32 caliber bullet. It's a familiar object. Brass cartridge case, snob leaden nose. Not very pretty to look at. Interesting, this bullet, Sergeant. Notice the back of the cartridge case. Yes, sir, it's for a centerfire weapon. The firing pin of the pistol must strike the center of the cartridge. Right. But the weapon in which we found this bullet was a rimfire revolver. The firing pin could strike only the edge of the cartridge. That little fact, Sergeant, saved at least one life, I'd say. Well, today, that centerfire bullet can be seen in the Black Museum. <laughs>